The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Everybody and welcome to the Box Score Breakdown for Monday, the 1st of March. How about that? We're already one-sixth of the way through the year. I am your host or one of the hosts of the show, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. You can find me on Twitter, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. What else could you be with a name like that? My partner, I've got two. The other one is Vince Miracle. He is VM Center on Twitter. Uh, you'd think he's a huge man, about seven feet tall because he plays the center position, but uh, m- maybe not. He looks a bit more like a wing, actually. <laughs> VM Center on Twitter. Uh, he will be here tomorrow, and he'll also be here Thursday night this week with Brent, tomorrow with Ethan Noroff, and I'll be here on Wednesday night with uh, Professor Steele of Korea. Four shows only this week because we've got the All-Star break coming up. Uh, I'm, of course, standing on the shoulders of giants, namely hoop-ball.com, the uh, sponsors of this show. It is brought to you by them, hoop-ball.com. Go and check them out. Aaron Bruski, Dan Vesperus, Adam King, all the editors, writers, DFS experts, betting experts. Go and get involved. It's one of the best things going in the fantasy NBA world. Go over to hoop-ball.com. Check out some of the great content there. And, of course, it is Monday, so I'm joined by the one and the only Hank Alasia. Hank Aaron, 26, on Twitter. Hank, how are you going, mate? I hear um, from a little word on the uh, grapevine you've been uh, – Biting off, uh, biting off the the noses, jumping down the throats of judges today. Yeah, today I got a little fired up in court, you know. So some of these judges are just—they don't care. They just come up with their own rulings. They don't care about the agreements between the parties. They just step in, and then and then they have the gall to tell me to act with humility. <laughs> you know, yeah. They come in, they step in. They haven't been on the case for four years. They show up. They throw our, our settlement agreement out the window and say, come up with their own rules and say, this thing, uh, I'm, I'm angry just thinking about it. Well, we'll try and keep it uh, a bit light and uh, humorous and uh, not, not get into too much depth for you today with too many, uh, <laughs> I won't come at you with any regulations, mate. You can uh, go, go, just go as you are. Uh, the, the first game on the slate, let's just jump right into it, was uh, the Indiana Pacers up against the Philadelphia 76ers. And the 76ers ran out winners 130 points to 114. A dominant performance from Joel Embiid again. That's four straight losses for the Pacers. A very quick question on the Pacers. What do we think about them this season? Are they better or worse than they have been in the last couple of years? You know, the problem with them right now is that they have, have gotten uh, racked up with, with injuries and it's it's hurting their ability to compete against some of these better teams. But I, I think they're actually good. I think they, uh, you know, Warren is out. doesn't seem like he's anywhere near, you know, coming back. Um, they obviously traded Oladipo. They got Karis LeVert, who I think is a great piece for them and a great and a great potentially good part, part of their future. So um, I like where they're at. If they can get healthy, they can become somewhat competitive in the East. They probably won't be in the upper echelon, but they might be able to, to um, you know, put a scare into some of those top teams. And and I think they, they do have a good young nucleus, but with Warren out, Levert out, uh, Lamb has been dinged up. Um, it's just tough. Brogdon got hurt. Mm. Uh, you know, it's tough for them right now with all these injuries. Yes, indeed. We'll have a look at some of their lines to start off with there. Malcolm Brogdon play, had 24-4, and four, 9 for 17 from the field. Didn't hit his three-point shots, though. Uh, they were poor from three-point land, just 27.6% on eight for 29 shooting today, which was obviously 
one of the reasons they lost. Dougie McDermott uh, started and played 20 minutes. He had nine, three, and one. Remains a streaming option, but he did uh, get... he broke his tooth today, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with a he misses some time. Uh, we we'd think that Jeremy Lamb would have uh, got a nice window out of this, but uh, he's already hurt. Are you stashing Jeremy Lamb or dropping him? I I would stash him. I think if you got a room on your team, I think he's worthwhile. His uh, you know he keeps solid percentages. He hits threes, gets defensive stats. Um, I like him, and and I would add him as a stash. Uh, there you go. Miles Turner had 11, 3, and 1 with the steal and a block. He just keeps filling up those defensive category uh, stats to keep himself having that top 50 value this season. And I think he's still around in the top 30 because of those blocks. He's just winning you the blocks category. Sabonis has been huge, but this was uh, this was a blowout. So he still played 33 minutes. This guy plays massive minutes, doesn't he? Uh, 15, 9, and 7 for him in this blowout. 6 for 12 shooting. He was efficient. He missed all of his three-point shots. He's trying to force himself to shoot threes, I think. He wants to show he can do absolutely everything that Miles Turner can do, but uh, he's not really a good three-point shooter, is he? No, he hasn't been, and it's something he's got to work on before he starts uh, uncorking so many of them. But he is he's averaging one a game, so at least he contributes some in, mm. in fantasy world. If not, he, if not, it's a good thing in real life. And his steals and blocks have been up over the last couple of week, uh, a couple of weeks. This today, of course, he didn't have any of them. So we'll have to keep an eye on that because that's a big factor in his value. Of course, with the with not many threes, and he doesn't hit, uh, he doesn't uh, do very well at the foul line usually. Although he's three for three today, he needs some of those steals and blocks to really push up into that top thirty kind of area instead of hovering around top fifty, which is where he is in nine cat. Justin Holiday started and he had twelve two. Two and two. Uh, Edmund Sumner, here's one from for the deep league guys. I have this guy in a 24 team league. He hasn't been playing at all, and I almost dropped him this evening. And then, holy hobitzer, uh, he, he played 28 minutes, 7 14 from the field, 18 points, three rebounds, and two steals. That is a lovely start to what's a very short week. So I'm not sure about you, but I play leagues on Yahoo. I play leagues on Fantrax, and I also play a couple of leagues on Sleep. I don't play on ESPN because I'm not a big fan. If you play on Fantrax, then you've only got two or three games in this week because they split this week before and after the All-Star break into two, which means uh, obviously if a guy misses a game, you're only getting 50% of, of his stats, and it's a pretty big deal to, to I don't know, if you get – there's some teams this week who are playing three games, and that obviously has a big impact. So, what about you? Do you play mostly on Yahoo exclusively? I play. Uh, I play all three. I play Yahoo, Fantrax, and ESPN. Um, Fantrax. Uh, I'm also in for a 24 team dynasty league, and I got to tell you, I I can't believe how poor Fantrax. Uh, interfaces. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but. I've been playing fantasy of some sort, football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, for probably 20 years now. And 20 years ago on Yahoo and ESPN, their interface was just – I don't know what it is with fan tracks that every time you set your lineup, your entire next three weeks are, are messed up and then you have to you know, go and readjust your – it really drives me nuts. And um, – I'm getting fired up again, you know. <laughs> I'm getting those feelings again. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, yeah, I was gonna say, and and they split the weeks. You know, I don't know why they do that either, because it's like, you know, who wants to have a three-game week? 
Yeah, like three games or even two games because most teams are only playing two games. It definitely yeah. – uh, but anyway, um, I'm very happy to have uh, got 18 points out of Edmund Sumner. That's a huge impact uh, in a really deep league where, where when guys contribute who are way down your roster, who you picked up like – pick 300 or deeper or something you've uh you've got to be happy with that so shout out to him of course he's not really relevant in 12 team uh formats or maybe even 14 or possibly even 16 formats except as a streamer if he's going to get minutes like this with their with their injuries so we'll, we'll pay attention to that and see how it goes tj mcconnell keeps on keeping on he had seven points five rebounds and five assists which is what you're getting him for he's just he's been a really good pickup let's go over to the 76 and have a look over there uh, Shake Milton, he's played well in a couple of games. In this game, he had 26 points, four rebounds, four assists, nine for 14 from the field. Now, this is with Tobias Harris down. Is he an ad while Toby Harris is out? Uh, I guess you could you could stream him for a couple games, see what happens. Um, he's he's flashed in the past, but uh, I, I, I don't mind adding him for just to see what happens while Harris is out, and Harris probably will keep him out until the All-Star break, but... Harris is one of the most durable guys in the league, so he'll probably be back shortly after the break. And if anything, you know, maybe one or two games out of shake, but that'll be it. Yeah, it's interesting, Toby Harris being injured because he's like usually this guy who is like a, a totals champion, as you say, because he doesn't miss in games. And, you know, he's a guy who on per game is maybe in that 50, 60 range, maybe 40 range, you know, at best. But then with totals, he pushes up into second round value even. So, Kind of interesting to see him out and it'll be interesting to see the difference between his per game and his totals at the end of the season because he's one of the guys on the positive side of that as opposed to, say, I don't know, a Kyrie Irving who is sixth currently on per game but is 22nd on totals. You can't really complain about that if you drafted Kyrie like I did in that sort of 25 to 35 range, but it's, it's something worth paying attention to. Ben Simmons had 18, 6 and 2 with two steals on 7 for 11 shooting. Mike Scott started. There's one for the past, from a blast from the past. He had 11 points, 4 rebounds and 4 steals, but uh, we're not chasing Mike Scott, are we, except in very deep leagues, even with Toby Harris out. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, let's move right on. No, I'm not going to go any further. <laughs> I don't think there's anything more you need to say. Seth Curry had seven and five. He's been really cold after he came back from coronavirus, which does seem to be a thing. And, of course, we saved the best for last. Joel Embiid, he had 24 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, one block, 10 for 17 shooting, perfect at the foul line, and he hit one of his two uh, three-point shots in just 27 minutes. That's a huge line, isn't it? Oh, yeah. he's He's... He has been playing really well this year and, and on the season. Where does he end up? Let's see. Number two on a per game. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, he's two on a per game, and he hasn't really missed that many games. I think he's still late first round or early second round on totals as well, which is uh, yeah. absolutely massive. Uh, the next game on the slate was the Dallas Mavericks up against the Orlando Magic. This was a barn burner and very high-scoring game. The Mavericks are up against uh, up above 500 for the first time this season. Big game from Doncic, 130 to 124 over the Magic, as I mentioned. For the Dallas Mavericks, uh, where do we start here? The most interesting, probably, fantasy line is Jalen Brunson, who played 29 minutes. He had 24 points, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, three from six from deep, and nine for 13 from the field. Now, obviously, he's not going to shoot 70% every night, so... That 24 points is a bit of an outlier, but he looks like he could be like a 15, 16 point a night, five assist, oh, you know, five rebound or five assist type dude with a couple of threes. 
do we think this is going to stick? Uh, Trey Burke only played 10 minutes. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. played 22 minutes here. And Josh Richardson played 29 minutes. So it seems like he's probably going to get 25 to like 27 or 28 minutes a night. Yeah, and, th- and they've given him time in the past, and, and he's and he's produced well in those opportunities. So uh, he's certainly worth adding and uh, riding until if, if Dallas's rotations kind of get messy from time to time. So there's there's a good chance he's not a season long play, but he's definitely worth adding. And if they do give him thirty minutes a game, he's he's going to hold standard league value. Another thing possibly worth noting is Maxi Kleber. Uh, these the bigs in in Dallas is a bit messy though, isn't it? To really trust, but he had twenty eight minutes. He had thirteen points, six rebounds, one assist, and three steals with two blocks. This is the kind of line that last season pushed him inside the top one hundred. He had long stretches where he was like a top seventy guy, and he finished I think just inside the top one hundred on the season. But I haven't got him in any of my leagues because he's just been such a slow start. Yeah, he's he's hard to have in a 12-team league. I actually have him in a 24-team league where you can't really drop anyone that's even remotely productive. So I've been I've been holding on to him, and I'm happy to see him turn it on. You know, occasionally in standard leagues, I, I add him, but he's he's not consistent. And unless he gets on a good streak, it's, it's just hard, hard to keep him going. So you could pop him in. You could stream him if you need him, uh, but don't get too attached, and I don't think anyone will. It's Valentine's Day coming up. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Valentine's Day is upon us. Uh, you don't know where the night is going to take you. And our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job. If your girl can't think of what to get you this year, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect, Perfect Package 3.0 full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The perfect package, of course, is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer with its advanced skin-safe technology, which prevents uh, any messes on the bathroom floor and stuff like that because it's waterproof. Uh, That's very important when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow, of course. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those over the old used a stinky pair of boxes you have to these high-performance anti-chafing boxes. Complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. That's the signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to your collection. So all of this is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That is HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping your balls and the people who enjoy them will thank you. Yes. Uh, someone you would be attached to, though, plays for the Orlando Magic, uh, and his name is uh, Nikola Vucevic. Oh, hold on. God, I got so excited about Vooch. I forgot to mention <laughs> I forgot to mention Luka Doncic. God, he had 33, 10, and 9. We've talked about him a lot. 12 for 22 from the field, 5 for 10 from deep, 4 for 6 at the foul line, where he has been better this season. He's He has... Definitely been a lot better this season. We talked about him last week, though, of course. Not as good as some of the guys in your league wanted him to be who drafted him in the first couple of picks, but still good. Porzingis is a guy we've been watching. He had 17, 10, and 3 with a steal and a block uh, on 5 for 15 shooting, which is rough. You expect a bit better. 3 for 10 from deep. Gee, he was letting them fly today, old Porzingis. Yeah, he's he's shooting them, and and he's another one of those guys alongside Kyrie and, and Joel Embiid that, they're just so – I mean, they're very, very productive when they're healthy, but they're just so hard to own because of the the injuries. 
yeah, the injuries are really the issue. Now I can get back to Vooch, who I've got in about four or five leagues, and he's just been sending me to the top of the pile in those leagues where I have him. It's just almost night and day between the leagues where I drafted him at the end of the second or in the middle of the third round and the leagues where I didn't, which which means I usually got Nurkic or something pretty horrible in that spot. Or even Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's been a lot better of late, but he's still around only 40 on the season, whereas Vucevic is a first-round value. This is just massive. 29, 15, and 8, 12 of 24 shooting, five three-pointers as well. Wow, that's just a huge night, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, the threes, I mean, eight or five of them tonight. And I mean, he's having a great season, and, and he's even higher if you if you look at it on the total basis, right? So, um, And he's a durable player. So, I mean, you're just you're enjoying the production. Just absolutely huge stuff. Uh, Evan Fournier had another r- good game, and he's been actually quite good since he came back. Obviously, the opportunity is there for him. Eight for 13 from the field, 26 of five and two with five three-pointers. Uh, they shot 48% from three, 20 for 41. So that kind of explains why these three-point shooting uh, lines are really good, except for Terrence Ross, who was three for 10. This guy is mercurial, isn't he? He's really up and down. He had 18 points, four rebounds, an assist, and two steals on seven for 17 shooting, which is okay, but three of 10 from deep. Uh, he's a guy I scooped off the waiver wire in quite a few spots, and that has been very rewarding. Did you scoop him up too? Because he was dropped in a lot of places. I wasn't able to add him. He got added pretty fast in, in my in my leagues. Uh, so and and he's also a guy that you know he he flashes and goes, but um, I think it looks like there's there's a nice nice lane for him to be pretty productive for the rest of the year. What about Michael Carter Williams, MCW? He had 18, 8, and 6 with a steal on 8 for 13 shooting. Normally the percentages are very rough, aren't they? But when he if he shoots efficiently, he would be a fantasy monster. He would, but he he's typically has not been efficient and uh, with with Cole Anthony out and Fultz obviously out for the season, there's definitely space for him to do something. Uh, if he could get halfway decent with his field goal percentage and, and free throw percentage, you know he might be a 12 team guy. But I don't I don't see it happening for him. So uh, feel free to stream him for the next you know week or two, especially in a short week. But uh, he's not a guy that I'm I'm looking at for long term value. Now, the thing to watch, of course, as well on the Magic side of things is that we're expecting Aaron Gordon to come back some stage on the other side of the All-Star break. Who do you think loses out when he comes back from these guys? Ross and Fournier are are the ones that I think really are benefiting here. Um, They get more usage, they get more shots, they get more opportunity to score. But, uh, you know, we discussed Gordon in the past many times here, right? So, you know, he, he, he comes in the lineup and he leaves the lineup. So definitely... Ross always has kind of extra value because of that. And, and, and even when he's when the rotation gets a little more crowded, he could still flash. But once Gordon goes out, he gets more space and, and, and more opportunity. Okay, guys, I'm going to let you guys in a little secret. I'm sort of cheating a little bit tonight because I didn't watch all of these games. I saw bits and pieces of some and some long stretches of others. But I am using something called a tweet storm on Discord, on the hoop ball discord which you get if you've got the fantasy pass and every day dan bespris of fantasy nba today and the assistant uh general manager of hoop ball who is one of the top experts in the field and uh uh of course adam king is the other person who does these tweet storms they go through and they do a summary of the games they usually come out within and you know 30 minutes to two hours of the last game of the day and it helps you with your ads and your drops and your pickups and if you're in the states you know depending on which uh 
part of the state you're in. You can have a read before you go to bed or you can have a look at it when you first wake up the next morning and it does help you sort of get your head around what's gone on in the games. And there are these nice little tidbits that uh, of information. So, uh, for example, looking at the Jazz and the Pels here, I've got stuff like there was no news on the Utah side. There was big, big Bojan stuff. Bojan, <laughs> Bojan of course. Uh, Josh Hart played better. Uh, roster, uh, it's going to be annoying with Josh Hart, though, because he disappears from time to time. I'd stream his slot rather than hold. Bledsoe's been a little bit better the last 10 days, probably buying himself some roster time. Lonzo was the story here. These little beautiful little nuggets, and then they're interactive questions from the people who uh, have the Fantasy Pass below as well. There's lots of different threads and stuff about individual teams, about ads and drops as well. It's just a great thing. Now, this is what you get with the Fantasy Pass. It only costs $4.99 a month. Uh, there's zero commitment. You can sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel, but we know you'll love it. Uh, the Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year long. Updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedules, streaming charts, pickups and drops, and this newest and coolest feature, which I've just been talking about, the, Hoos, the Hoopball Discord server, which is like a chat server, a little bit like Slack, something like that with organized threads. You can hang out with all the Hoopball pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. And I was just someone commenting on these tweet storms that they do in there, these little summaries of each game saying that alone was worth the $5 a month. So go and check it out. If you don't like it, you know what? I'll buy you a beer. The next game on the slate was the Denver Nuggets up against the Chicago Bulls. And the, the Nuggets run out winners 118 to 112. They haven't been fantastic of late. They, and they're hovering around that 500 mark, which is a bit unusual affected badly by injuries, but they did have most of their guys here today. Nikola Jokic is, of course, the main man. He had 39 and 14 with nine assists and one steal and two blocks. Uh, Jamal Murray has been a lot better recently. He had 24 and three here with four three-pointers on an efficient eight for 14 from the field and four for four from deep. Michael Porter Jr., 17-15, one assist, one steal, one block, on seven for 10 shooting with two three-pointers. That is music to the ears of MPG fan, MPJ fans who've been suffering a lot since he came back from all this COVID nonsense. That's correct. You know, he started out nicely. He came back. He was cold. And that was a very nice line for him tonight. Very efficient. Uh, on the season, he's top 60. Uh, over the last two weeks, he's, he's a little bit below in the top 90. So, um, it's nice. It's nice for MPG fans to see that, and if he can keep that going, uh, you know, he might be able to return some good value for players. And that's what we need to see because it's just been. I almost wish that I'd sold high on him early in the season because he was providing first round value for a while, and it just looks like he's not really liked very well, or he, he there's multiple issues. He seems a little bit almost like mentally uncoordinated at times, like he ends up in the wrong spot and kind of loses his bearings. Uh, Will Barton doesn't do that because he is a grizzled vet. He had 36 minutes. He's back in the starting lineup. He had 14, 6, and 2 with a steal on 5 for 13 shooting, which is good. Monty Morris is starting at the moment, and he had 33 minutes here. But disappointingly, because if you see those minutes and you've got Monty Morris and you picked him up off the wire like a lot of people have because of these minutes, he just had 7, 2, and four assists on three of seven shooting. Just not really the volume there to have uh, great value. PJ Dozier played 18 minutes. Um, there was a shout-out to Isaiah Hartenstein, who I've got in a deep league. He played a few minutes. But uh, Fanku, Fanku, got to get that that pronunciation right. Fanku, uh Kampazzo didn't play in this game. So that maybe explains uh, the extra minutes for Monty Morris there. Uh, for the Chicago Bulls, 
Always interesting stuff to talk about with the Bulls. Zach Levine had 23, 8, and 9 with five assists, which is beautiful. Wendell Carter Jr. is someone we talked about. He had a massive line the last time we talked, but just 8 and 3 with two assists here. If he has a couple of big ones, are you selling him? If I could get a reliable top 75, top 80 guy, I would. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I also kind of like him. So if, if you can get a, a top 80 guy, I would do it. But it's going to be hard to really sell him for good value because he hasn't been healthy. Um, and unless the owner, if you got me, if, if he's hot, you know, an owner who's desperate for a big might, might, give, might give you something. Just back to the Nuggets for a second. I'm just looking here at the tweet storm notes from Dan. And just worth mentioning, of course, that the Nuggets lost Campazzo to health and safety news. So that's one to watch. He might be, depending on what's going on with him, he might be out for a week. So uh, Monty Morris stream, which Dan says was blur, um, still might be worth reconsidering with those, those extra minutes there. Back to the Bulls we go, of course. And uh, speaking of streaming, Thaddeus Young, we just about talk about him every single week we're on this show. He had 12 points, five rebounds, four assists. But he had five steals on six for nine shooting. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, what a, what a season he's having. And anyone who added him, I mean, they, they're just they're getting great, great value. Uh, unfortunately, his, his free throw shooting has been subpar. But other than that, I mean, his value has been fantastic. And he's been top, top 75 the last two weeks and, and almost, you know, over the last couple of months in that range. So mm. uh, really good value. And... And it's going to take, you know, Laurie's got to come back. Porter's got to come back. And, you know, until those guys come back and are healthy and and if Thaddeus's minutes go down, fine. But, you know, you can ride this guy until until otherwise. Yeah, and if you look at, I mean, he's 82nd on the season in a per game. But, like, uh, over the last sort of month or six weeks, been significantly higher than that. But if you look at the guys around him who are similar, Marcus Smart, Jeremy Lamb, Kemba Walker, Devin Booker, Nick Batum, who's been obviously performing well above his value, uh, Jordan Clarkson, who's had an amazing season, but he's right around the value that Thaddeus Young is, higher than Jonas Valanciunas on a per game, higher than Cantor, higher than Oladipo, Joe Harris, Karis Levert. Um, some huge names there that he's higher than on a per game basis. Kelly Oubre, just uh, a really valuable stream, and just you just love it if you if you have that fella. Uh, Patrick Williams had thirteen and four. Garrett Temple had nine, three, and two in twenty three minutes, limited minutes. Kobe White had a much had a better game. He was just seven for seventeen from the field, forty one percent. We don't mind that because he can be so bad from the field. He had twenty uh, points, ten rebounds, and three assists for the Chicago Bulls. The next game on the slate. The Utah Jazz up against the New Orleans Pelicans. And this was the Pelicans in a bit of a boil over, winning 129 to 124. Huge game from Zion Williamson here. Is this a shock to you to see the Jazz going down to the Pels? Yes, it is. It's very surprising. And uh, it shows kind of how good the Pelicans are. They've got a great young core of players. And the Jazz may have been kind of not taking it seriously, looking toward the All-Star break. But it's a surprising result, but it just shows you how deep the West is and how even teams that are you know, on the fringe of the playoff uh, race are, are still pretty good. There's almost not that much worth talking about with Utah Jazz, except uh, Boyan Bogdanovic, as Dan mentioned. He was huge. He had 31 and 7 with one assist, three steals, which is unlike him. Seven for 11 from deep. Wow, just beautiful stuff. Rudy Gobert had 22 and 9 with a steal and five massive blocks. He's been just huge this season. Donovan Mitchell had 24 
Uh, 21 points, sorry, four rebounds and eight assists. Another big night from him, although that poor shooting that brings down his value a little bit sometimes, doesn't it? These really high-volume um, guards and wings who are like borderline all-star type dudes are seven for 21 from the field and one for eight from deep from him. That can sting you. Uh, worth noting here that Joe Ingles, who's been a really good value stream, he played 22 minutes, but he had no points, uh, two rebounds, two assists, only had a few shots there. But Jordan Clarkson was huge. Again, just keeps on keeping on 25 and four for him. On the Jazz side, not really a lot to talk about, but let's have a look at the Pelicans where there are a few things that I wanted to ask you about. So Zion was huge. He had 26, 10 and five with a steal. Uh, he missed his foul shots as he often does, six for nine from the charity stripe, but he was 10 for 17 from the field, which kind of makes up for it. Ingram had another good night. He had 26, four and five. He's quietly producing third round value, Brandon Ingram. Do you have him anywhere? I don't have him. And um, I wish I did because this is now, this is the second year that he's been doing this. He's been very consistent. He's been very durable. Um, he was a very high, I think it was number two overall when the Lakers took him. So, you know, he came to the league as a very big prospect and, top, you know, top 40 last year, top 40 this year has the opportunity to finish even a little bit higher than he did. So uh, I like what he's doing, and, I, and it's all it's all looks sustainable, and, and it's all even perhaps a floor for him because he can still build up and, and get better. Big story here, I think, was another huge game for Lonzo Ball. He played 38 minutes to lead the team, 38 minutes. He was uh, he had it was plus six as well, so he's one of the Pels guys who was in the positive on the points side of things uh, with the plus minus. He was nine for 16 from the field, efficient, 23, seven, and eight for him with two blocks. He does get the defensive cats, and he hit three three-pointers. He's quietly climbing up the ranks. He's the 58th-ranked player in fantasy nine-category basketball this season, which is just one round behind his brother Lamelo, of course, who is 44th. Wow, but those two brothers... Uh, You've got to sort of uh, pay a little bit of credit to their old man, uh, Mr. Ball, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because you know he's he's really kind of disappeared from the from the picture the last few years, um, and I think that's benefited his kids in terms of they they're not generating the heat that uh, you know that came along with him. But they're but they're both playing well, and I think the the key to Lonzo's fantasy value improving has been the improvement in the field goal percentage and the free throw percentage because. Even last year, he was getting assists, he gets steals, he gets a decent amount of blocks for a point guard, you know, he hits a couple of threes. But this year, his field goal percentage has gone up three points, his free throw percentage has gone up 20 points, uh, makes a big difference. And even though they're still negatives, they're not nearly as, as bad as they were last year. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, definitely shout out from me to Mr. Ball, because I've got Lonzo in a couple of spots and I've got Lamelo because I traded. Did I tell you about this? I traded to get Lamelo in a league. Uh, I'm blowing up one of my uh, dynasty teams, which hasn't worked out very well. And I sold Kevin Durant for an absolute haul, including LaMelo Ball, which I'm very happy about. What else was in the deal? Uh, gee, I'll have to look it up. But there was um, LaMelo Ball. There was two first round. I got LaMelo Ball, two first round picks, and another player for Kevin Durant. Wow. So it was uh, it was pretty tasty. Oh, it was Kelly Oubre, Lamelo Ball, Kelly Oubre. Oh wow, Lamelo Ball, Kelly Oubre, two first round picks for uh, Kevin Durant. That's great. Yes, and especially because those first round picks, it's in a twelve team league. So one of those first round picks is next season super draft. So I've got three three picks there. Uh, my team. This is the team where I I drafted. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and then James and James Harden. But James Harden joined the Nets after the draft. 
<laughs> which has basically destroyed me because those guys are taking so many nights off and all they have a, all of them their value is down if there was only two of them of course uh but uh, yes another guy who plays for the pelicans back to them is steven adams what are we doing with him five points 11 rebounds and a steal obviously you've got to hold him but he's been disappointing this season hasn't he he was dropped in one of my leagues and i and i don't think it's crazy to drop him i mean he's outside of the top 150 top 170 even so um you know he's 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 decent as a player i mean he's if you need a big you could use him obviously he hurts your free throw percentage um and he's really only contributing in blocks uh, uh field goal percentage and rebounds so and then he's not bad in turnovers either so if you need the if you need the big man stats, if you need the rebounds and the field goal percentage, he's worth holding. But he does hurt the free throw percentage, and he doesn't contribute much in in the other categories. Yeah. Now let's talk about the next game, which is the Brooklyn Nets up against the San Antonio Spurs. The Nets are always an interesting watch, and in terms of new things coming from them, we'll talk about Nicholas Claxton in a moment. Just read the main guys. Kyrie Irving had twenty seven, six, and seven. Nine for 24 for the field on 37.5%, which is unlike him. He's normally been very efficient, but he did hit six of 10 from deep and he played a massive 42 minutes. James Harden played 44 minutes. He had 30, 14, and 15 with two steals. We were worried about James Harden for a while. We didn't need to be, did we? No, and I and I don't know who was who was worried about him. I, I've never I've never been concerned about his fantasy output. I mean I guess if he was on Houston and he thought maybe he'd get shut down, but it wasn't really a long-term risk because they were going to hold him and shut him down for the season. So mm. I think it was more uh, me. I be... think just to jump in, I think it was more me that was worried, and you were assuaging, assuaging my, uh, <laughs> assuaging my fears. There we go. I'll get that word out in a moment because uh, I've got Harden in five leagues. So this is we just see this line: thirty, fourteen, and fifteen. Yeah, this that... is a, this is a monster line, and yeah. and you know even even when Durant comes back, it doesn't matter because. Harden may not be the number one or two or three player, but he's still going to be a top ten guy. He's still durable, and uh, again, it, it could it could slightly negatively impact his value, but he's not he's not falling below the top ten. DeAndre Jordan had eight and thirteen with five assists and three blocks. Really nice line if you scoot him up off some waiver wise. I did that in a couple of places. He's dropped. He can have a couple of quiet games, but I think you you add him. He played thirty five minutes now. Two things to talk about, Bruce Brown and Nicholas Claxton. Let's go Nicholas Claxton first. 17 minutes, 7 for 9 shooting, 17 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 3 blocks for Nicholas Claxton, the young fella uh, with the fantastic hair, among other traits. Uh, What number of team uh, league would you add him in? Probably not 12 teams or is he on the 12-team radar? I don't think so. I think it would probably be 16 teams before I would look at him. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, I mean if you need a block specialist in a twelve team league if you want to stream him just for blocks if that's your matchup you need it it's okay because he's he does rack up the blocks in limited minutes but so far he's still only getting about fifteen minutes a game and that's with Durant out so um, doesn't seem like a twelve team guy to me even a fourteen or a sixteen team guy but if you do need a blocks streamer you could fire him up. And especially if you've got DeAndre Jordan, like I have in a couple of leagues, if he gets injured, then Claxton is just going to be a monster. There's a couple of guys like this. Like I stashed Nerlens Noel in two or three leagues uh, huh. just in case something happened to Mitch Robinson, and that's that's providing me some fantastic value right now, especially in weekly leagues where you can just drop people on the bench. So I picked up Claxton mm-hmm. in one of those leagues, in a roto league, and I, I've just got him sitting on my bench. And 
if anything happens to DeAndre Jordan, wow, that's going to be huge. Yeah, if you're in a weekly league, uh, you get you you got to be more aggressive with these high upside reserve players. Mm. If it's if it's daily, you need the production. But if it's weekly and three guys are sitting on your bench, that's absolutely the right thing to do. So you got to get these high upside reserves. And what about daily? Bruce Brown. Now this is a daily guy. I think at the moment as a streamer, isn't he? he had twenty three and three with one assist and two steals on ten for thirteen shooting two three-pointers as well. He is a bit of a jack-in-the-box, this guy, and he might be one of the sort of up-and-coming MacGyvers. We talked about these MacGyver-type players like your Kelly Oubre's, your OG Ananobis, your McCall Bridges who just stuff all the different categories for you. Uh, is he a burgeoning MacGyver? You know, I, I watched him play a lot for the first time against the Clippers uh, like a week and a half ago, and he looked great. You know, I mean, that was that was a good game that he had, but he looked great that game. And, um, you know, I, I like him. He's a young player. And, uh, I mean, I'm excited for what he can do for the rest of the season and especially with if, if you know, the some of those big three are getting rested, then, then there's going to be a lot of opportunity here. I think he's playing himself into, and I, I heard this on one of the mainstream podcasts as well, I think he's playing himself into a really important role for them in the playoffs too because – he looks like he's their sort of like, you know, fifth, maybe sixth most important guy, or he's going to be, even if he doesn't start in the playoffs, he's like first or second man off the bench and he's going to have a really important role. He is the 27th ranked player in fantasy basketball in the last week. That's four games. He's the 53rd ranked player over the last seven games for Brooklyn. This guy's an ad. If he is on your waiver wire, I would go and add him and just let's see what happens because if this keeps on keeping on, he's the, he. He can stuff enough categories for you to be a top 50. I'm not so much sure about him in points leagues, but again, you might as well go and add him and have a look because I think he's better than some of what you can pick up out on the waiver wire. The San Antonio Spurs is a bit weird because they've still got some guys out. There was no Keldon Johnson. There was no Derek White, among other guys who missed today for them. DeMar Rosen was big. He had 22, uh, 6, and 11, although the shooting was poor, 9 for 21. Uh, Jacob Podal, who's a guy I've picked up in a couple of places because he's starting now and he's a really good blocks and uh, blocks and rebounds guy. He had 14 and 12 with two assists, one steal and one block. And Marcus Aldridge continues to come off the bench. This is sad. I want to cry. He played 15 minutes and he had two points and four rebounds. If this keeps up, he's borderline drop, isn't he? Well, if this keeps up, he's definitely a drop. Uh, if we got to see, I mean, they... I don't but, know why they're you – know. Let me rephrase that. If it keeps up where like the last game he was pretty good and he had like 18 and five with a few three-pointers and then the next game he has a line like this uh, and he mixes two of these in with two decent games, it's borderline droppable, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah. I mean, this is it's, – it's, I mean, he was very good last year. He started off very slow this year. He started picking it up. Uh, but now this is happening again and he's tough to own. He's almost – He's almost got too much name value to drop, but but it's really not the, – the production is not there. The 12-team production is certainly not there. Yeah. Uh, Paddy Mills got some extra minutes because of guys missing it, 31 minutes. He had 14 and 5, which is okay with four three-pointers. If you're streaming him at the moment, especially in the Yahoo uh, weekly leagues where the Spurs, I think, have five games. It might even be six games over this two-week period 
I'm streaming Paddy Mills in a couple of leagues because of uh, weekly leagues because of that. And you love those four three pointers that you got from him in that that spot. That is very nice. Dejounte Murray had 19 six and eight on eight for 15 shooting. He's he's been really good this season. Got two games left here to blast through before we get out of this show. And let's show. just say about Aldridge before we move on. They do have a game tomorrow, so maybe they were limiting his minutes mm. because of that. That's a fair point. Definitely a fair point. Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. We've got to keep our eye on. <laughs> yeah, have a, look, have a look at that. Um, Cavs versus the Rockets. The Rockets have lost 12 games in a row. What do you think about that? I think that's going to keep going. I mean, they've they've pretty much given up on their season. They they moved Harden. Um, they don't have really that many good players. I mean, they're, they're going to tank. They're going to try to get the highest pick they can get. Uh, and... I think there's going to be – it's got a lot more losing for the rest of the year. Mm. Um, apart from John Wall, most of this team seems to suck. Victor Oladipo, 8 for 21 from the field, 23 and 3 with three steals and a block, which is great. But that's – that's you just lost the week in field goal percentage right there, didn't you? 8 for 21 on 38%. Yeah, he's he hasn't been efficient at all. I And, and – you know he he got hurt. He came back, so it wasn't it wasn't too serious. But he's not fitting in well just yet. I mean he's he's not a bad guy to buy low if if you can get him very cheap. But probably you won't be able to get him that cheap because of his he still scores and and he's got a good name. Um, tough to own though, uh, and probably not going to return value on your investment from from draft day. But the, I mean the Rockets. Look at this team. I mean Wood is out. And without Wood there, you're looking at John Wall, Oladipo as kind of decent guys. And then you got House, Tucker, Tate, and no. Macklin. It's, it's a wasteland here. Yeah, I mean, they're all they're all pretty much like House seems washed. He was bad today, four and three with not much else. PJ Tucker has been awful this season. He did have seven, four, and one with two steals. Worth looking on your wire if he's been dropped, if he does pick it up again, because he, he's a, sort of the oversized MacGyver, but he's just been awful this season. Jay Sean Tate moved to the bench. This is disappointing. I've got him in a couple of spots. He had five points, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. He's moving into droppable territory if he's playing off the bench and 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 providing these kind of numbers. But he did get that steal there, which is, of course, helpful. And he did hit a three-pointer, so... Yeah, maybe you hold a little bit longer. Sterling Brown is one to watch. He had 30 minutes. He had eight and five with two steals. For the rest of the season, between Sterling Brown and Jay Sean Tate, who do you like of those two? Probably Tate. And I really liked Tate two weeks ago, and he's just been disappointing since. So um, I'm going to hold out hope he turns it around. But he, but he did have a pretty productive spurt for a few weeks. Yeah, he, he really was, and he was inside the top 100. So I think we'll hold on to him and just sort of see what happens once uh, Wood comes back. Maybe they get a little bit more serious about their lineups and or, or we'll have to wait and see. But the problem with owning guys on, on a team like the Rockets now who are way out of contention is it can just become messy towards the end of the season. And the same thing might happen with the Cavaliers. Uh Colin Sexton was huge for them. He had 39 and three with eight assists and two steals, which is just a massive line. Garland had another good game, poor shooting, but he had 14 points, three rebounds, seven assists and three steals. He's a guy who can get some steals for you sometimes as well. He missed his three-point shots. Jared Allen was a little bit quieter, but he still had 10 and 15 with one assist and one block. 
Dean Wade started the game. He had eight, five, and one. Isaac Okoro had five and one with two assists and a steal and a block. He also started. Neither of those guys are really 12-team guys. Chetty Osman, of course, uh, shot 42% from the field, which is uh, – actually, that's not a bad night for him. He had 11 and five with one steal. Uh, anything you're watching on the Cavaliers' side? No, I think uh... – I mean, it's it's interesting how Sexton, his numbers seem pretty good, but he doesn't really rank that high. You know, he's 102 on the season, even though he's scoring almost 24 points a game. His percentages are good, too, almost 50% and 80%. So you wonder what the heck is going on. But I guess the low rebounds, the low blocks, the high turnovers, it's, it's hurting his value. Um, I mean, Kevin Love, he's he's supposed to come back, but... That's kind of what we discussed with these with the team that's tanking and you know what how much are they going to play love and love's injury history and so what do you, what do you have you have Jared Allen there and you have Sex in there and then Garland is is kind of a I don't know you can you could stream other, him if you need the other one is Larry Nance and I've I stashed yeah. him and he's he's one to look out for if Larry Nance is on your waiver wire shout out to Dan who did a there's a, a tweet go and have a look at Dan Bespris on Twitter he tweeted guys that might be on your wire who've been injured. I added Nance in one league, which is great. So we'll see how that works out. I've got one game left to blast through here, which is the Charlotte Hornets up against the Portland Trailblazers. It was the Blazers who hit a franchise record 24 threes to end a four-game slide. They had a really hot run for a while. They lost four games in a row. Nice to see them back in the winning uh, category again over the Hornets by 14 points here. For the Hornets, it's Lamella Ball had just another massive game. He had 36 and eight with four steals and a block on 10 for 18 shooting. That is first round value. Oh yeah, that's that's incredible value. That's I mean that's first overall type value, yeah, right? right? Thirty-six, right. eight, four steals, a block, five threes. Um, I mean he's been fantastic. In one of my one of my nicer leagues, he my bigger money leagues, he was dropped actually earlier in the season. Um, I didn't add him, and I'm really regretting that. We have to have a have a look, but this has got to be up there over the last ten years, maybe with, you know, one of the probably top one or two uh, rookie seasons. I mean, you're just trying to think off the top of my head, um, who would have outdone Anth- him? Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis, yeah, Anthony Davis. But apart from AD and Carl Anthony Towns, okay, had Towns, a good, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so, so good- it's the top top two or three anyway. Absolutely huge. Um, PJ Washington fell back to earth after his 42-point explosion over the weekend. He was minus 21, and he had three points, three rebounds, two assists, one block, four turnovers on one for eight from the field. So if you add the two games together, it's still good, but uh, that was rough. Uh, Terry Rozier had 20 and six with four steals, a bounce-back game for him because he's been quite poor of late. Malik Monk, 19-2-2. He has some empty categories, but he's definitely a points and three-points streamer at the moment, right? Absolutely. He's hot. Play him. And and Hayward was out tonight. Hayward will probably be out till oh, I don't know, but he you figure they good chance he's out until the all star break. Graham is out as well. So as long as these guys are out, just just fire up Monk and let him go. For the Trailblazers, of course, it's usually the Damien Lillard show, although he was poor from the field tonight, eight for twenty one. He had twenty three and four with ten assists and three steals. Camelo Anthony had a huge night. He had twenty nine uh three. Now get ready for this. Steady yourself. He had 29-3-2 with five steals on six for 10 from deep. Yep. Great line for him. Turning back the <laughs> clock. Uh, yep. Like you said, steady yourself. I like that. 
And <laughs> he's got to be prepared. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. had 17, 3 and 3. He's He's been a really valuable streamer while CJ is out. But when CJ comes back, he's probably going to have that much value. Robert Covington, let's talk about him. Last line for you 21 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks, five for seven from deep, eight for 11 from the field. There are some people who dropped that guy earlier. Yep, and they're regretting it. He's been top fifty over the last two weeks, and uh, you know, top is it what top sixty-five on the season at this point? Um, you know, we've seen him do it over and over and over again. We've seen him do it in different franchises, on different teams, different teammates. I mean, everything, and and he just he continues to produce, and he, and he does it with the threes, with the steals, with the blocks, with the low turnovers. Um, his field goal percentage isn't good. It's never been. And that's never been part of his value. So um, he'll keep it up and, and he'll and he'll keep it going. For- and now to just finish off a word from the tweet storm, Dan Bespas, which you can get if you subscribe to the Fantasy Pass over at hoop-ball.com. Uh, he said, of course, that uh, he says, say none of you are still rostering Miles Bridges in 12 teams. He is a drop. And he said, Camalo is not, Camalo is not an ad. He's a streamer in points leagues for sure, but he's not really a category ad. So don't lose your mind. Really good stuff that you can get there thank you so much for joining me again on a monday night hank it's been awesome especially after you uh had a day interacting with those not very nice judges we do appreciate it (laughs) thank you thank you for having me and guys come back tomorrow of course for vince miracle with the one and the only ethan norif of hoopball lakers among many other talents that will be awesome take care and bye for now This has been a hoop ball presentation.